So if you base your workouts off these fundamental movements, then you'll be achieving a really well-rounded training, building on the basics because this is what's going to help you be efficient and build strength in the areas that you actually need it and will use it. Hello guys, welcome back to the Real Health Real Talk podcast. As always, I'm your host, Ebony May. And today's a solo episode. I asked you guys um, out of two different topics what you wanted me to talk about and you decided that you wanted me to talk about workout scheduling, uh, workout routines and putting together a structured workout and how to do that for yourself. I'm super excited because as you guys know, I'm a personal trainer and fitness is a massive passion of mine. And since isolation, I've really been putting a lot of my own workouts together. I was previously doing a lot of classes just because I ebb and flow. Um, But yeah, at the moment, I've been loving putting my workouts together, putting different splits and different sessions together. So it's been really fun. And I want to show you guys how to do the same thing. Um, So today I'm going to cover... Things you have to consider before planning a workout routine or an individual workout, splits, routines, and schedules, how often we should be training, the outline of a workout, and the core movements and elements within a well-balanced training schedule. Before we get into it, guys, as you know, my first segment is always the real recap, so let's get into it. This week's been really great. As always, I feel like through isolation, I've been a bit of a broken record. Um, I've been spending a lot of time on my podcast, and I also wanted to let you guys know that we are doing Nourish and Brunch virtual. Nourish and Brunch is my little side business. It was originally in-person events, but since we cannot do that at the moment, we're doing a virtual workshop. Um, It's going to be over five days, so make sure you go and follow at Nourish and Brunch so you can have all of the updates. It's going to be happening really, really soon. That's been my week. Let's get into the episode. So first, I want to talk about those things that you have to consider before planning an individual workout or before doing your routine or your schedule or your split. So the first thing you want to consider is so important, guys, it's your goals. So whether this is to improve your fitness or build muscle, lose fat, be more active in general or improve your mental health, we need to accept that your goal determines exactly what workouts that you're going to be doing, how often you're going to be training. And it just brings some intention to why you're training. So I think that that's a really good thing. If you're going to, if your goal is to run a marathon, then you're not going to be training like a bodybuilder. So it's important to know exactly what you want out of this training. And it doesn't mean that you have to have a goal like bodybuilding or running a marathon. It can be super chill. It can just be um, because it feels good for your mental health or because you just want to be more active. That's totally fine. But I think that it's important to have that from the get-go because that will form, that will eventually sprout into, and we'll get into this later, but like how many training sessions you're going to do, what you're going to be training, the intensity um, and all that sort of stuff. So your available resources is another thing that you have to consider. Do you have a gym membership? Do you have equipment at home? Do you have really small space with only a yoga mat or do you have some resistance bands? That's obviously really important because how are you going to plan an effective workout schedule if you're not actually sticking to what your resources are or seeing how you can go and get those resources that you need, seeing what is available to you. You're not going to put down that you're going to go swimming every second day if you don't actually have access to a pool. So that's a really important consideration there. Your likes and dislikes, guys, it is so important for you to enjoy your workouts. And obviously there's going to be those movements that you don't absolutely love. You might not be fist pumping when you're doing your burpees, but you need to have some level of enjoyment and it should feel like a release already exercises stress on the body. So you don't want to further stress your body into doing something that you don't enjoy. That is a really, really important thing for me. And some trainers might not think it's really important, but 
as I go through, and yes, I do nutrition as well, um, and my, my background is nutrition, as I move through and as I get a little bit older, as I'm spending more time in the health and fitness industry, I'm moving more towards the wellness, the meditation, the mindset. And to me, I think it's just so important. The words that we say to ourselves, our inner dialogue, everything that we do is so important. So we need to make sure that we're actually enjoying it because what's the point if we're not? The other thing to note there is that we want to have an active lifestyle. We want this to be sustainable. We don't just want to have to do it for eight weeks and then never do it again. Again, we want to be able to enjoy the process. And if you're enjoying it, then it can be sustainable and it probably will be sustainable. Okay, the last consideration I've got here is variation and adaptation. So you need to change it up, but within reason. And we're going to touch more on this later, but this is to prevent boredom, loss of interest and plateau. So these are the things that you should consider before creating a routine or a workout. So planning a routine or a schedule or a split, as I said, this is going to be heavily dependent on your goals. Um, So all trainers have a little bit of a different opinion on this when we're working out a basic split or a program for somebody. Obviously, it varies from person to person and your goals, but um, a lot of us say that you should train each muscle group twice a week. And don't freak out with this. Honestly, you could do this with only two sessions. So training each muscle group twice a week is personally what I try to stick to just to make sure that I'm. it's really easy to just do the workouts that you really enjoy and the ones that are fun. I love doing abs and booty, but obviously my upper body is something that I'm not super strong with, so I need to keep working on that. And if I have in my mind loosely that I'm going to do upper body and lower body and break, out, break it out into different sessions, then that helps me because it makes sure that I'm actually holding myself accountable and that I've got a rough idea of what I'm going to train. I don't think you need to go into as much depth as saying, today I'm going to do back and then Tuesday I'm going to do biceps and triceps because then you're going to be training for like seven days a week or even more like doing multiple sessions on on a single day okay so if you want to do that 100% that's fine but for me I want your routines and your workouts to fit into an active lifestyle that's sustainable and it's fun and that's not super serious I think that we should be able to have fun in the gym as well and I think that training each muscle group twice It's a great way to transform the body and a good general rule to go by. So that's what we're going to be talking off now. So if your goal is to simply be more active, then your routine might be a little bit more flexible. Before you commit to a routine, you need to ensure that it's actually realistic for your lifestyle. So anything extra is great. If you say that you're going to do three and you end up doing four, then that's awesome. But I wouldn't suggest saying, going from the get-go, I'm going to train seven days a week. When you work 50 hours a week or have kids and currently don't work out at all, If that's happened, then we probably need to revisit your goals and revisit whether that is actually realistic for you. If at the beginning you can only fit in two training sessions, then you might decide to do two full body workouts spaced out accordingly so that you have enough rest and recovery time because, guys, rest and recovery is super important. If you smash yourself in the first week and then you're so, so sore, like you are going to be sore, but if you're so, so sore because you absolutely smashed yourself in the first week, then do you think that that's sustainable? Like, do you think you're going to be keep, do you think you're going to maintain that schedule or workouts or routine? I don't think so. Even with only two sessions, you can work out each muscle group twice. So play around with the makeup of your sessions, depending on how many sessions you can realistically do. For example, if you can make four and do two upper body and two lower body, and we're going to go deeper within that. So when we say upper body, we might have an upper body pull and an upper body push. We'll talk about what that means in a second. So when it comes to the topic of how often we should be training, we can actually refer to the Australian guidelines of physical activity. So obviously, everybody has a different um, idea and everyone has a different schedule so I 
might train more than you. I might train less than you. Of you have that's something you have to take on board. Um, but these are the guidelines um, that the Australian government has put together. So physical activity guidelines. Doing any any physical activity is better than doing none, guys. This is what I say about everything. Definitely passionate about that point. If you currently do no physical activity, start by doing some and gradually build up to the recommended amount. So just like I said, guys, any extra is great. Set the amount of workouts that you think that are manageable for you to do that you're definitely going to be able to do instead of saying, oh, I could probably do four. Because if you get home and you're tired from work or, you know, all these variables happening, what can you do for sure? What's your certain? What's your lock-in? What's your commitment number? If that's two, then stick to two. If you end up doing three, that's great. But I think that sometimes when we set our expectation really high, the second we don't meet that, all of our motivation goes. We haven't been able to be, build discipline in that short amount of time. And then this whole fitness and health lifestyle is just out the window. So build it up gradually. Um, the next point from the Australian Physical Activity Guidelines is be active on most preferably all days of the week. So guys, we don't have to be smashing out a two-hour session every day. Walking, I love that. I do that every single day. It's also good for fat loss and that's activity, okay? We don't have to be smashing out this really hard, intense hit session every day. Accumulate 150 to 300 minutes of moderate intensity physical activity or 75 to 150 minutes of vigorous and intensity physical activity or an equivalent combination of both moderate and vigorous activities each week. The last point here is do muscle strengthening activities on at least two days each week. So that's pretty much saying don't just do cardio every single day, but nobody's going to tell you to do that anyway. And then it says the sedentary behavior guidelines. So minimize the amount of time spent in prolonged sitting. So if you work a nine to five office job, maybe you set a little timer on your watch to just get up and like move around a little bit every every hour on the hour um, and then break up long periods of sitting as often as possible. So they're pretty much the exact same. Um, and the tip that I gave before would work for that. So it is your journey and it has to work for you. Um, so now that we've covered splits, routines and how to plan your workout throughout the week, let's talk about planning an actual workout session. So when it comes to the actual type of exercise that you want to do, that you do, it depends, like I said, I'm going to keep on saying this, on your goals and your likes and dislikes. So as I mentioned, it's recommended that you do a mixture of cardio and weight training, whether that is body resistance, weightlifting, running or walking, whatever you enjoy and can maintain. And if at the end of the day, guys, you just love walking and you just want to walk every day, then that is up to you. If that aligns with your goals and that aligns with your values, then don't let anyone say that that's not the right thing to do. But as I said, I'm just going to keep on coming back to this. There's no right or wrong because your goals are going to be different to other people's goals. So there are many different ways that you can structure your workout. But I'm going to talk about a basic template today that you'll be able to use for your workout. So whether you write these down, grab a pen and paper, um, or you can obviously come back to this at any time. This is how I structure a workout uh, for a client if... If we haven't had a really deep dive on their goals, if I just have a one-off client, then we will just do something like this. So it'll be a warm-up, compound or complex movements, isolated or unilateral movements, stability, and then your cool down. So your warm-up's going to look from 10 to 15 minutes, depends on what you really enjoy. The goal is to increase your heart rate and warm up the muscles. So it can be a mixture of... Uh, cardio and dynamic stretching. So there's two types of stretching. We've got our dynamic stretching, which is active movement. And then you've got your static stretching, which is elongating and stretching the muscles, which you do after a workout, not before a workout. If you stretch your muscles um, doing static stretching before a workout, it's actually more prone to tear and injury. So your compound or your complex movements, these are your movements that use multiple muscles and joints. So for example, a squat and press, or even just a squat is a compound movement. Um, so then when you're moving on to your isolated or unilateral movements, this is where you concentrate on one particular muscle group at a time. So for example, a single leg deadlift. Then we're moving to stability and generally speaking, this is our core. 
helps you to finish on the call. And then your cool down, which is when you're getting your heart rate down, cooling down and doing your static stretching. As I mentioned before, that's when you're stretching your muscles 30 to 45 seconds into each stretch and really, really stretching out the muscles. So now we have a brief outline of how to conduct your workout. Let's look at what to actually cover in your workout. So I'm a big fan of functional workouts. So what that means is that the workouts that you're doing are actually going to help you and you're going to be able to utilize that in your day-to-day activity. Unless you're training for a specific thing, functional training is how you become the most efficient version of yourself. To me, there's no point going to the gym and doing these really intricate, difficult movements if you can't actually utilize that in your day-to-day life. So functional workouts are based off these key elements. We've got our push, might be a push-up, we've got our pull. This is super important because this trains our posterior. So our back and our shoulders, um, everything on our posterior chain. This is often neglected. So this might be from a row or a face pull. Um, and a lot of our power comes from our posterior. So some trainers say that if you're going to do an upper body, you want to do a two to one ratio with your pull and your push. So two pull for every push. Squat, many different variations. We've got our narrow sumo plyo, our hip hinge. So that's a deadlift. Our lunge, split squat, reverse lunge, plyo lunge and carry. So carrying a weighted, uh, carrying a weight overhead or at your collarbone or chest. So why are these important to base your workouts off? Because these are the movements of our daily life. These are our basic functions, hence functional training. These are the things you're going to be doing day to day. So when we're talking push, that could be pushing open doors or pushing something across the table to the person you're sitting across from. Pull could be pulling someone in for a hug or pulling some items off a shelf. Squat might be peeing in the woods or getting onto the ground. Um, A hip hinge, picking some Lego up off the ground. Lunge, walking, jogging, running. Carry is carrying your shopping basket around the supermarket, moving furniture or books from class to class. So if you base your workouts off these fundamental movements, then you'll be achieving a really well-rounded training. Okay, guys, this is the key. It's not about doing the really, really hard and difficult things. It's about building on the basics because this is what's going to help you be efficient and build strength in the areas that you actually need it and will use it. It's great to look amazing, but if you can't do day-to-day things well, then to me, I, I don't see the point of that. So when it comes to particular exercises, I could sit here all day and give you a bunch of exercises to do, a bunch of workouts to do, but that wasn't the point of this podcast. The point of this podcast is to help you do that yourself, help to work out what kind of split or routine works for you. How often can you train? What are your goals? These are the questions that I want you to ask yourself and then answer. Um, so there are a few options, options for you. If you've listened to this and you're not really sure then get resourceful. Go and look at the different elements. So look at our push, pull, hip, hinge, lunge, and see what exercises around that. And then put one together using the outline I gave you. And then work out your splits for that, making sure that you are doing your upper body, lower body, making sure that you are incorporating your push and pull when you're doing your upper body. But if you don't want to do that, then come and see a trainer because that is what we're here for. If you're at home, you're stuck, you don't know how to make your own program, we exist for a reason. So if any of you are really struggling to put together a program, do email me hello at ebonymay.org or just shoot me a DM at ebonymayhealth um, and we can definitely work together. Um, I really want to start after isolation is over, taking on some clients. Um, online doing our Zoom PT sessions because I just really think that a lot of the time when people see a PT, they're already paying a really expensive amount for a gym membership. So if you don't want to have a gym membership, but you still want to see a PT for accountability purposes or just to spice things up or to really find a workout routine that works for you, then please contact me because I would love to work with you. Okay, guys, I quickly want to touch on hormones. So male and female hormones are completely different. So males work on a 24-hour clock. Every single day, they ebb and flow the same way. Um, so they should be able to do the same sort of things day in and day out. 
females, you might have realized that sometimes you can go for a 10 kilometer run and then other times you might go for a four kilometer run and you're absolutely dead. And that is because we don't work from a 24 hour clock. It's not that repetition within one day. Women, generally speaking, work on a 28 to 35 day clock. If you want to know more about this, listen to episode 14. I interviewed an exercise physiologist and she touches on working out um, and just respecting the different parts of your cycle. So please look into that because I think that's a really important thing to consider. I can definitely do uh, a, a podcast all about that if you guys want me to. So just finishing off, I want to remind you guys that a good workout is the workout that you actually do. Okay. And it's something is better than nothing, which I always keep saying. Variation is important, but consistency is key. Don't just do something for three weeks and then try and move on to the next thing. When you were a baby, you didn't just crawl one week, then walk the next week, then run the next week. You build it up and you build up those foundational things. And that's what becomes your repertoire. Enjoy the process of exercising um, and exercise from a place of love and positivity for your body. I honestly think that this has shifted everything for me. If I go down and slog myself because I want to lose weight, it just like there's no there's no fun in it and you're just only speaking negativity into your mind and that can really affect your progress. Accountability. So find a workout partner if, if you want to. Um, find someone who who likes working, making workouts as well and maybe like trade every now and then. My boyfriend and I love working out together, but obviously isolation. So we've been sending each other different workouts. He's been doing my Instagram workouts. He sent me one this morning, uh, last night that I did this morning and it was a killer and it just makes it a lot more fun. And then also I do want to touch on that on my Instagram at Ebony May Health, I have a bunch of workouts that you guys can do um, and I've written them out and I've also just started doing a new format where I put them in each slide so it's a lot easier if you are doing it to follow along rather than put it in one video so let me know if that actually helps because I think that when I was looking at it, I was like yeah this is a lot easier Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I really hope that it's motivated you to go and make your own workout routine and your own workouts. Um, And let me know if it has because, yeah, I get really excited about that stuff because I'm a fitness trainer. Um, Guys, have an awesome day. Thank you so much for listening. And I will talk to you in my next episode. Until then, I wish you happiness and real health.